Yes, thanks for joining us on the Jock and Journo show for another week. Jay Clark from the Herald Sun here. And as always, the five-time best and fairest winner, six-time All-Australian, is the captain of Collingwood, Scotty Penabry. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Um, in hub life, so it's only 7 o'clock here in Perth. Still trying to adjust to this time difference, so... Getting a little bit tired about now, but I'm going to try and string it out for a few hours. So I might go over to the games room and play some table tennis or PlayStation and backgammon. Backgammon. <laughs> well, it's, uh, we're currently recording this at 9.14 p.m. Melbourne time on Tuesday night, and my kids are still awake, all three of them down the other end of the house. So I'm sort of picturing you at the moment as living the dream, oh. it's fair to say. Oh, no. um, you're absolutely do- dominating over there. As we say hello, of course, to Coco at Tech Wizard, wearing that uh, that denim jacket again. How are you, buddy? I- I've uh, got a broader range of jackets, knowing that you're going to comment on them each week. Uh, I'm surprised yeah. I fit in. I don't know what you yeah. boys had for dinner. I had uh, 16 chicken wings, and I'm uh, proud of that fact. So, And nice, I, nice I, I, and I like the way that you've sort of strategically positioned that bike again in the in the background because that yeah. sort of appears as if you go riding pretty occasionally, but I don't think that's moved <laughs> since we saw it last a few weeks ago. No, it's got two flat tyres. It, it doesn't move. It, it's just for show. Oh, now, that is absolutely all for show. Now, we need to get onto that bench nozzle of yours first, uh, Scotty, because we as we see that on the uh, – on the video, on this Zoom link or whatever it is in, in uh, front of us, it looks bruised and a little more bent than normal and a little tender, mate. What happened to the beak? Yeah, the Jamie Elliott knee first opening bounce on the weekend. So, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really sure. Every time the doc attempted to touch it, I said, don't worry about it because it hurts too much. So, um, <laughs> yeah, and then, have, and then having to cop the COVID test as well in the <laughs> bruised and slightly bent nose doesn't help. So, I was a little bit Not fearful ideal. of what she'd pull out when she went up there. And um, I'll let you know over Ooh. here in WA, they have a red hot crack at the um, COVID, <laughs> t- COVID testing as well. So um, I Do thought she did both nostrils at the one time. So she had um, she had a red hot go. <laughs> Surely there's not that many people that have had uh, COVID tests in three different states in Australia. It's something that I that I hang my hat on. So uh, <laughs> by the sounds of it too, there'll, there'll, be, um, there'll be some more hubbing. So... Um, I'll probably I'll probably tick off yes. the fourth state. You'll get there. Let's get to that in a second, uh, Scotty. So, how would you rate? Could you can you, can you rank the COVID testers in in each state? Can, are they the, is it the same oh, in Victoria, and New South Wales, and Perth, or have they got different techniques? How would you sort of assess the trio? Um, it's probably not news that people want to hear, but um, Perth and Victoria are pretty similar. They have a good yeah, crack of both, both nostrils and yeah. really get into the back of the throat and um, <laughs> check if you've got a cough. Whereas we yeah. found, I think I, I speak on behalf of the whole side, we found New South Wales to be a little bit uh, easier. So it was just the the one nostril and the and the, the touch on the tongue. So we uh, we walked out of there yahooing and little did we know we were walking into a massacre over here in Perth. So anyway, <laughs> we go and not looking forward to the next one. It's a friendlier test in New South Wales. Mate, how is hub life going? Um, I sort of picture, I'm not sure if you've seen Shawshank Redemption, but you know where they sort of tar the roof of the building, Andy and his mates, and they sort of get out of their cells and they feel the sun on the back and they've got a couple of beers and they can sort of, you know, get out and feel normal again. Is that the sort of the scenes as you guys get out of your hotel rooms or out of the common area? You're allowed to stretch your legs and and enjoy that sort of occasion? Because I know the Geelong boys have got to get a bus to a specific 30-meter area, and that's pretty much well the only spot they can go outside. You guys have got a golf, yeah, so, uh, golf course. 
Yeah, so we're um, we're on a golf course, but we're not allowed to play golf. So Monday to Friday, we can go for like walk along the golf course or whatever, and just I don't know. I guess scope just out don't the holes. Club. Never <laughs> scope out the holes. We'll never play. I guess. Um, why is that? Pool, why, how does that um, make any sense? I don't know. But a lot of really, when you think about it all, how does any of this make sense? But true. we're just doing what we're doing. So Very true. Um, the other day, first got here was twenty two degrees and sunny. So a few of the boys had their tops off and laid Stuff by the pool you. and got some mm. sun. We've got a games room with PlayStations. Uh, we've got a basketball ring, tennis court. Um, so there's a bit we can do here. Um, and then, yeah, your rooms aren't too bad. So we've um, we've set it up as best we can. We're only four or five nights in though. So um, I'm tipping around night 10 and 11. I might get a little bit testy. <laughs> so any shenanigans to report so far? Anyone sort of got the three votes early or? Uh, well, Jaden Stevenson holds the table tennis crown. He's definitely the king of the table mm. tennis. Uh, Dark Horse FIFA, Chris Main, clearly Maybe. the best FIFA player by a yes. long, long way. Mm. I didn't see that. Um, what else? There's, there's a golf putter. Um, steel side bottoms dominating that. We've got, we've got a gym in the mm-hmm. hotel that's been set up you know, really well on short notice. So the boys are getting in plenty of extra reps in front of the mirror, especially the upper bodies for guys seem to be getting a bit more of a workout than normal. So yeah, all in all, it's mm-hmm. been, it's been all right. So we're, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're making sure that when we do footy, like we, we got the bus to Jundal up today and did some footy session out there. When we're on, we're on, when we're off, we're just trying to relax, enjoy our company and, uh, yeah, do, do what you normally would do. And, um, I'm happy to report the pool is about, uh, same temperature as an ice bar, so that hasn't been used too often it's yet. Open. But it should, open. It's open, which is a positive. So it should see some some traction probably post game. But the uh, how how warm is the water? Uh, it's about like an ice it's bar. It's a temperature. Isn't that how you, you like it anyway? Degrees. You're you're a psycho. Yeah, I don't mind it. Cold pool. It's not it's not really uh, when you're 22 degrees and you're laying in the sun for a bit and you want to just have a dip just to refresh. It's sort of a it's mm. a numbing feeling. So you quickly you dip the toe in and you go back to the sunbed. I'm already sick of his shit, Jay. <laughs> get in the sun. Mine or Scott's? Scott's, get in the sun, playing the PlayStation. Oh, now he's just, just take your bike for a ride, cocker. Oh, now he's bragging. I can't leave. Yeah. We're trapped. Yeah. It's all right. <laughs> we, are, we are certainly uh, stuck here. So how is the mood of the group, Scott? Are you feeling like people are a bit over it? They don't want to be there? Are you in, because you have spent so much time apart from each other. You know, is it, is it sort of delivered from that aspect in terms of you're able to connect and bonding, or is that just you know wanky bullshit basically? So how's the no. how is the enjoyment factor? Yeah, I think the the first week in Sydney was really tough, um, just with so much new information. And um, you know, I've said to a couple of guys, I probably found that game against Hawthorne probably almost one of the hardest games of my career with just all that was happening. Um, you know, your family situation at home. Are you, can, can you get them over mm. to Perth? Could they get to Sydney? Like you had so much going on that almost the game was. Uh, the release, you didn't have to worry about all that sort of stuff. So, um, And then obviously having a really good win um, Friday night against the Hawks, sort of the, the mood picked up a little bit. Um, getting on the flight, obviously the flight was a bit more enjoyable because we had a good win. And yeah, we've, we've adapted, I reckon, pretty well over here. We've set up some games rooms. Guys are just doing their thing. And as I said before, we've just got a really big emphasis on when when we're off, you know, be off, don't don't feel like you have to be yep. walking around impressing people or doing things because it's not normal to you know walk past your senior coach in the hallway or your football manager in the hallway at <laughs> six thirty at night and whatever it is. So we're just yeah, I think everyone's doing good. Everyone's giving each other their own space and um, yeah, we're, we're going all right. 
I can imagine. I can picture while she's sort of strolling up and down the corridors <laughs> at night or like walking yeah. around the rooms, just walking the perimeter with a big torchlight or something or a big spotlight. Like school camp. You sort of the principal walking yeah. around school camp. Absolutely. Monitoring. Yeah. Oh, get back in your room. Either so, that no, or no, he's, he's got the robe on, the big bathroom. Yeah, yeah. But no, we're, we're, we're going all right. Um, yeah, and, and to be honest, we're. I don't think the guys have processed that, you know, Thursday night we're going to have 30,000 people there, which is – um, something that mm. really hasn't been spoken about the benefits of, of getting over to WA is you get to play in front of this crowd and um, you know some crowds for three weeks so that's that's a that's a cool um, you know upside of being here and um, yeah and then you know the guys with all the families and that just keeping in contact supporting each other and know that you know guys do miss home and uh, miss families but hopefully soon enough we'll be reconnected with those. And you got a big inclusion this week, Scotty, with Jordy Dagoe coming back in the team. It's been a big couple of weeks big boy. for him. How's he going? Yeah, good. I think, well, the boys over here had to do sort of five days hard sort of isolation. So, you know, not allowed to leave their room. They got police checked um, a couple of times while they were in their room just to make sure they weren't leaving. So I think five days for them, they were a bit more excited than us to get to see our faces. So those boys have <laughs> um, been pretty sprightly and, um, you know, I said we trained today. We had a pretty good training session, and you know, Geordie would be yep. um, as keen as anyone to get out there on Thursday night and you know leave a little bit of the stuff behind him and just focus on football because he loves playing. And to get that taken away from him last week by um, mm. you know some things that were out of his control was was disappointing. And yeah, he's he's in a good headspace. He he's a social bloke, so he likes he responds better being around people. And I'd imagine the five days of him sitting in his room would have been pretty tricky. Surely he's an absolute pest in hub life. He's got to be up mm. there. It, surely he's annoying. Uh, well, he, he beat me 2-1 today on table tennis, and he was <laughs> wow. you know, if I hit if I hit a winner, it was um, something he did wrong, and if he did a good shot, he was just amazing. So <laughs> it's, um, the game was pretty much determined by how he performed, he thought. But he's, he's pretty good at table tennis. I rate myself. You smash me, and if he beats you, that makes him very good at table tennis. So oh, I didn't know he give, had that, me, that, that up his Give speech. me three days. Give me three days. I need to get the racket in my hand a little bit. Probably post okay. got a 10-day break after Geelong, so I'll get the racket in my hand a little bit, yeah. get my spin working. Uh, yep. That's how I go. Hey, uh, nice win from your boys uh, at the weekend, a commanding one. You play an absolute humdinger this weekend against Geelong over there in uh, and Perth. And I reckon the winner of this, I mean, GWS, I see them as premiership favourite. I can't believe it. I want to spew. They're a false favourite. They're, they're, <laughs> their form, they're, they're, how, how they can be premiership favourite off the back of their past fortnight when they can't get the ball forward. Yes, they're efficient forward. But I, I really, I'm, I'm, I'm still staggered by that. I think the winner of this game on Thursday night, Geelong Collingwood, uh, should be the premiership favourite. And I'm wary of West Coast too. I think they're come, they're, they're snapped back into form. They're going to get some games at home. They're going to come with a bullet as well. And you can't discount Port Adelaide. Uh, they're, they've been uh, very strong as well. But I'm interested in how you, th- what you think. I think tempo in footy is a really big is really interesting at the moment, Scott. What what sort of tempo do you think this game will be played at? Because you guys took it on, went more in the middle at the weekend, clearly. And Isaac Quainel, he was outstanding. He oh, added a real gear, I thought, yeah, on that on that half back line. And I'm just wondering, do you think Geelong will try and take it on with you guys as well, or do you think they'll try and possess the ball? Will you guys do the same? Tell me about the what what speed is this game going to be played at? Yeah, I guess I guess you got to factor in conditions as well. I think we're forecast to get. 10 or 20 mils of rain over here. So, um, yeah, I think if it's... It's going to slow it down. (laughs) Yeah, well, if it's dry dry football, um, (laughs) I think you'll see probably a mirror image of what happened in the prelim final 
last was it prelim? No, the first final qualifying final where um, yep. you know we're, we're going to look to to use the ground and and move the footy and um, you know both both sides like to keep control of the ball, but it's just at the speed at which both sides do that. So they like to you know stick together, mark chains where you know five, six, seven, eight sort of uncontested little lead ups and work the ball mm-hmm. up and when they're ready to launch they've got all their forwards reset in front of the ball and they you know they're a very good ground ball side between the arcs and, and inside their forward fifty. So um yeah I think the the battle is with, with Geelong is once they've got the ball is is getting it back as quick as you can because you don't want their mm. forwards to reset. You don't want their defenders to get set. So you know usually when they kick the ball along they're very set up well behind the football and, and it's hard to score on them. So uh, yeah, we've got to try and, you know, it starts around the ball, like like everyone always says, starts around the footy. We've got to try and, you know, win our clearances or a fair share and ones that they win make you know, nice and dirty and try and get the ball back as quick as we can. So, um, yeah, I think if it's a nice dry night, I think you'll see a really good game of football. And if it's wet, you're probably just going to see a battle of wills and territory and surge. And, um, you know, it might be the best looking spectacle, but we'll just try and, you know, lock the ball in our fourth half and give our guys a chance. Yeah, terrific around the footy against um, Hawthorne. Absolutely annihilated him in there, I, I thought. And it meant that uh, Nathan Buckley, old mate, got a win over Clarko, yeah. second in a, in a long time. Now, just take us into the rooms after this because he would have been on the back of his mind, I'm sure. Was he just? Was there a bit of relief there? Did you up sort of say, Gee, yeah, nice to get one over Clarko Bucks. You sort of did you wind him up at any point. Can you have some fun with that sort of stuff? Well, I think I've, I've probably got the worst record of anyone in the team because – it probably extends oh. back before Bucks even started. So I was probably the one that was looking forward to, to knocking them off the most. But um, <laughs> I think you guys would you would have seen the vision of, of Will Kelly after the game. So the first thing we actually saw when we walked into the room was Will, you know, arm yep. in a strap. And he's since had surgery in Melbourne. So we were all pretty much thought straight, straight went to him and uh, mm-hmm. just wishing him well because he played such an impressive first game along with R2. Uh, both he those did. boys were exceptional. So. Yeah, it was, it yeah. was great to get a win. As I said, they were a bit of a bogey side for me and they have been for the club. Mm. So um, it was great to get a win. Uh, we played some really exciting football and it was nice to sing that song again after a couple of um, you know difficult weeks. And obviously, the, uh, you know, there's been a bit of press around us with Steele and Geordie and, and things like that, obviously losing, losing Howie as well. So it was great to respond and, and show some, mm. you know, show people out there that we're, we're still a legitimate football side and we, and we can play. And Jaden uploaded a video of you doing up uh, Will's shoes. What what led to that? Just a nice guy? Yeah, I was sitting next to Will and I seen him with the um, strap on and I sort of asked him if he needed a hand with anything. And I was thinking he might have said, you know, can you grab my bag? Or <laughs> he might have politely declined. But he actually just goes, oh, I'd love you to do my shoes up if you could. So, um, mm. yeah, You're kind. the way I went, did the shoes up. And, um, yeah, Steve, I thought it would be a good opportunity to take <laughs> a little film. And, um, yeah, Will, I think Will was wrapped. It's interesting the discussion around the Hawks at the moment. You know, their their age, their their list build. You know, only two picks, only two first round picks over the past uh, ten years. One of them's gone. Ryan Burton leaves them uh, with Will Day. It's going to be it, fascinating to see how it unfolds for them um, for the rest of the season. And in particular, whether they look to more youth because they've got they fielded I think the second oldest, the equal oldest side earlier earlier in the season I think round two or, or round three when they beat when they beat Richmond etc now that a lot of their guys are really hitting 28 29 30 so you I know you take do take an interest in this what what way do you see them going do you see them continuing to top up or and I know it's all from a distance I mean I personally think that it's time they probably you know, look to, you know, try and exercise some opportunities in, dra- in the draft and get some younger players in the system. How, how do you sort of see that? 
Yeah, I think I think um, first off, I think you need to give them a bit more time. I think they they played actually this really year. good brand of football. Yeah, more time just to see where they go. As as Clarkson said mm-hmm. after the game, they've had a pretty a pretty tough first six rounds. I think they've played the top six from last year. They're three and three, so. I think mm-hmm. you've got to factor in that. You've got to factor in they played us off a five-day break as well and travel um, and all the stuff that happened last week. They they actually played a pretty good game against the Giants. The Giants had 26 inside 50s. They were just incredibly efficient when they went in there. So mm. I think yeah, I think there's a little bit of chemistry. Give them time. Um, and, yeah, no, no doubt they'll, they'll want it. Every side wants to bring in youth, but I don't think the get rid of all your senior players. I know you're not saying that, but get rid of your senior players and go down the rebuild path. It's not proven. Mm. I don't, there's no side out there that's done it it's proven that it's worth doing i think a lot of sides have attempted it and still we're rebuilding at the moment so i don't think it's as, as yep. attractive as as people make out mm-hmm. so i just think they need a bit of time um they'll sort out what they're doing by all reports from their players clarkson is as enthusiastic as he's ever been about trying to turn this around and um if he's the yep. competitor people say he is i think this will only add fuel to the fire that people say that he's not the man to do the job yeah, and I don't think it's a full-scale rebuild, but I do think that it has reached a point where um, it does get to a tipping point. We need to start taking those those younger guys again to try and lower that age and get, you know, really the next that next premiership squad together. But I guess uh, I guess time will tell. They do have a lot of blokes over the age of thirty. Now we like to give our three votes uh, every week, Scotty. Have you got a three weeks, uh, a three votes for us? You too. I'll go first. My my three votes. Is is Brody Mycheck? He's a Ooh. he's a bit of an unsung mm-hmm. hero, but I think his performance on Friday night has elevated him a little bit to um, a bit more of a hero status for for the Magpie faithful. You know, he had the the blood over the Guernsey, the big cut under the chin, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. kicking snags from anywhere, and um, I just I think if you sat there and watched footy, you'd just love to see a guy who just goes out there and just plays. He just looks like he has the best time he plays. He doesn't worry about too much and, and just enjoys it. And he's got a little bit of uh, a little bit of shit in him as well. So he enjoys the banter, enjoys <laughs> the, the rough and tumble. So the checkers, the big fella gets my three votes. You boys? Uh, I, okay. I'm going to jump in before Jay-Z because I'm going to say Isaac Rankin. He was just so exciting and watching that game just made you smile because just all of his goals, he's just doing things that, an absolute veteran would struggle to do, but he's doing it in his first game. It was amazing to watch. So his three goals that he kicked were, hmm. that would be the top three goals of my career if I had to kick them. <laughs> yeah. That's how good. They were unbelievable. What so was your favorite? The step he did on James Harms, where James Hart looked like he was like stuck in cement. It, it, and it just all of a sudden, he was in space goal. That was unbelievable. The um, He said that his favorite, uh, just heard him on 360 not long ago, uh, he rated the one at the stoppage the best um, just yeah. through everything. On the fly. Yeah. Uh, Probably be the hardest. Yeah. So it was, you know, Raul out and everyone thought that was going to be a massive loss and then they just uh, get rank, uh, ranking in and he's just an excitement machine. So Yeah, I was at Quainel for me. Uh, I was so impressed by his game. He's obviously a highly rated junior. I cannot see him losing his spot in your side, Scott, for the rest of the season. And I'll be very surprised if he maintains that form line and young bloke, I guess it goes up and down a little bit. But if he keeps doing that, there's no way in the world you could drop him because he's an absolute weapon. He's got a penetrating kick. Like he breaks the line. I think there were a couple of times where it shifted, it sort of shifted 
um, the players because it, it, it's went over guys, you know, it's sort of, it sort of broke the line a bit. So with that run and that pen, that penetrating kick, we know he's an absolute specimen. Um, it was, it was, I was just so taken by him. So I think he's going to be an absolute 200 game star. And it made me think about all of your young guys as a, as a, as a whole crew, like <clears throat> as much as you guys are absolutely ripe for a flag now, I think when you look at the Brown boys, one day costs now, potentially another one coming through. Geordie was spoken out. Stevenson, um, Darcy Moore, who's 24 as well. We saw a little bit of R2 the other night. Some of you must look at that young core and, and, you know, in comparison to Hawthorne, you know, I don't see that next wave coming through as much. You've got a really established band of top talent, I think, and it's stark when you, when you compare that to Hawthorne. That's why I asked for a four-year extension. You did. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I said I, I see the same thing that, that you just mentioned, you know, throwing Brad yeah. Maynard, Will Hoskin Elliott, oh, um, Will Will Kelly, yeah. John Noble. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. the list goes Darcy Cameron, the list goes on of young talent. Yeah. So I feel like this group is exceptional, not just for now, but they've set themselves up really well in the future. So, you know, Josh Dacos, yeah. Tommy Wilson, there's the list goes on. So um yeah, and I think that could be the perks of of this season, you know, if the games get, um, you know, we're going to spend games around in five or six days' time and consistently doing that, we've got a depth yep. and, and breadth of a list here that can that can really, mm. you know, one in, one out type stuff, which is exciting. Now you've just got to hold up. I'm clinging, mate. I'm clinging. <laughs> yeah, hey, you're going. You're no dramas with your former wouldn't have thought. Hey, um, when do you think you'll see your family again, Scotty? Uh, after this Perth hub. Well, um, the AFL is certain uh, – to want you guys to play more games, most likely in the Gold Coast. And we know they're exploring that opportunity, getting all the family up there, if, if it can all manage. It's a real watch this space, isn't it? Because, um, yeah, I think you guys over there after after three weeks, there's going to be an appetite from the fathers uh, to see their family. And, and if they're not in that next hub, um, I think it's going to be a really challenging conversation. Are you allowing yourself to think ahead on that sort of a topic because I'm sure you're missing – how old's Darcy? Six months? Four, four months? Uh, she's eight months in seven days. Eight months, sorry. And she started so, saying yada the other day for the first time. Oh, that's nice, mate. That's hard to miss. That's first, the sort of stuff, isn't first, it? First words were dada. So Jax was mama, but uh, Darcy was dada. So. Oh, you got one. Um, yeah, miss those, great. but I've heard them since on FaceTime. Yeah, that's – that's shattering that you're missing that stuff. <laughs> you got a few fathers yeah, up what, there. Who is it? Dunny, Will Hoskin Elliott, Travis Varco, um, Jerkle Linden Dunn, yourself. I think I'm missing Jackie Crisp. There's another one. Yeah. So there's a big crew of dads. So how, how are you guys going with all this? Yeah, so Chris May and Adam Trelaw. Um, mm. Yeah, it, it's challenging. Like, you know, I miss my family a lot at the moment. But, um, you know, we're sort of committed and we spoke about this initial three-week hub of, of getting through that and then, um, yeah, obviously the talk around are we extending or, or what are we doing? So, um, you know, there's been a little bit of talk around potentially a halfway hub for families, but I'm not going to ask my family to go into strict lockdown for 14 days in a hotel room with, you know, Alex and two kids. That's just not, it's not going to happen. So, um, you know, one thing that I, that I can see working from my point of view would be if there was some sort of buy where, you know, all the teams could go back to their home state you pick up yep. your family and you go to the next hub again in technically another 14 day quarantine period, but you're with, you're back together and you've got, you know, the space that we've got here could comfortably accommodate families. And it's not just the players, you know, the, 
we've got staff here who's um, you know one of our physios. His his wife is a school teacher, and they've got a, a um, school student, so she's got to teach and homeschool. You know, it's extremely challenging mm. without your partner there. So there's some big challenges, but I you know I've said before that you know family comes first. So um, you know I'm, I have wrapped my head around the potential of you know having to leave the hub and, and head home, and the boys continue on without me. That's something that I've thought about and. Um, you know, I don't want it to get to that stage, but it has to do. If it has to come to that, and, and I have to go home for a couple of weeks, I'll, I'll go home. It's a it's a pretty hard thing, isn't it? Because you're obviously a senior player, you're you're the captain of the footy club, and how you how you marry that up and think that through versus wanting to see your eight month daughter who's just starting to say the word dad. Like I just don't envy you. Um, I don't envy on on that uh, on that front because it, it yeah it would be extremely challenging and there's a whole group of you going through those sorts of emotions. So you you see teams that have their family and stuff with them and you know I heard a few of the mm. Melbourne guys speak about how the families that are with them actually providing them really good balance because there's little kids running around and um, things yeah. like that. So yeah, look look I I think that you know after this Perth hub if there's a week reset back in your home state and then you all pick up and. You know, we might move to Adelaide or Queensland or whatever, but you do it with your support networks around you and uh, we pop out yep. some games and then hopefully, we, you know, we can reassess after that because, yeah, as I said, you know, I wanted my family to come to Perth. It couldn't happen. Um, I wanted my family to come to Sydney. It was made you know, near impossible for that to happen as well. So there's been some challenges along mm-hmm. the way and um, hopefully, yeah, as I said, by the end of Perth that I'll be with them one way or another. It's interesting we're talking to um, Ryan Hoffman from the Melbourne Storm. They're up north. Uh, there is it's uh, New South Wales or Queensland. I forget now, but he said like Craig Bellamy's getting around like he's the Pied Piper. They've got all their family up there. They got all there's like thirty kids running around like this caravan park typey setup. And he said like everyone is having an amazing time because everyone's family's around. And it's it's all cool. So you know you compare that with your Shawshank Shawshank Redemption setup over there in Perth, and it's uh it's no doubt a completely different uh, atmosphere. Sorry, Coco. Have have you guys discussed it as a team that there might be, I guess, almost a mass exodus if if a lot of guys decide to all come at home uh, at once? Have you guys brought that up as a team? No, we've we've discussed it as a club about the club will support what's best for the individual, and um, that's what, yeah, I think that's the the great unknown is where that's all going to land. So at the moment, that's why I think mm. I said you know playing Hawthorne was probably one of the most stressful games of my career is. Your mind was elsewhere because you're thinking of your family and what's best for them. You're trying to think of the football club and what's best for them. And then you're also trying to think of what's best for you. And, and um, you know, then you've got the worry of, you know, am I so stressed here that I might hurt myself when I'm playing tonight because I haven't really concentrated all week. You know, I've been on my phone or listening to news or whatever it is. So, um, yeah, it's been stressful, but I think we're handling it pretty well. And um, as I said, I think a lot of the issues are solved if we get family with us. As I said you know, last week on the show that, I'll I'll finish the season interstate if I had to if I had my family with me that's no issue because I, I want to play football but I want to be with my family at the same time. I can certainly understand that perspective, uh, mate. That's for sure. Three young kids. I don't know how you do it sometimes. Um, yeah, uh, holding the ball. Just we probably going to wrap up soon. But the new the holding the ball situation. It does look like Scott that people are holding back waiting for the ball to be possessed and then jumping on that person in an attempt to win the free kick that umpires are clearly a little bit hotter at the moment is is that right i mean is it that's the way it looks but is that is the perception reality are you guys sweating on someone else to pick it up to then jump on them or are you grabbing you know possessing the ball as per normal 
No, you're still attacking the footy. I think players are if, – look, if, if you gave me the opportunity to win the footy because you're waiting to tackle me, that I'll, I'll back that I'm quick enough to get the handball off to where I want yep. it to go. So there's been no yep. instruction of that for us. When you watch footy, have you seen that as well though? Or? I think it's just getting paid quicker. So when you dive on the ball, you're not really getting opportunity anymore to knock it out. It's one second if it's pinned to your bang, it's gone. Because then that just stops everyone like third in, fourth in, trying to get it out. So – yeah, as I said, always whenever there's a change, there's a big adjustment and then it probably comes back to find that happy medium. I'm, I'm happy with how it's been, being adjudicated. Coco, mm-hmm. question time, mate. Uh, we got a great response this week, so thanks everyone for your questions. Uh, we got one from Abby. Did you have to share your room with any of the boys? I can't see anyone in the background and do any of the boys have to share? No. We've got a, um, everyone's got their solo rooms. I've got... um. There's a little bit of noise above me last night about quarter past nine. I was going to poke my head out the window and tell him to shut up, but I thought I'd let him go for one <laughs> night. But if that continues tonight, I've got a few, I've got a few of the young bucks above me. So, um, yeah, if that happens tonight, I'll be telling them to uh, head off to, to another person's room. <laughs> and are you uh, saying it's sort of shoebox set up or are we talking luxury luxury sort of room in there? What varies. Do you I reckon Scott's got um, a penthouse, surely. Yeah. No, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's okay. It's, Nice. Probably in between what you just described as luxury or shoebox, it's in in the middle. <laughs> I reckon you got it. Nice it's not. It's I reckon nice. you got one. It's nice enough. Yeah. Nice enough. I got one for you. Which teammate scares you the um, most to room with? Who would you least rather room with? <laughs> Braden Maynard. Oh yeah, and and dream. Who's the dream um, Is there roommate? A- I reckon Reedy. Reedy. No, Reedy would be up there with one of the worst. Oh, would he? Um, <laughs> yes, Reedy. Maney, if me and Maney could room together, if you had to pick you a roommate, I'd pick Maney, and I'm okay. confident he would pick me. Just would, a little bit easy, the room would bright. be clean. Yeah. Just, just all the things you want in a in a partner. Clean room, <laughs> look after your side, I'll look after my side. Nice okay. hotel etiquette. I, I've got one more, and this one was interesting yep. to me from uh, Dino uh, he wants to know, do teams create a wet outfield or a wet training track with sprinklers to emulate wet conditions to train in those scenarios? I thought that was good. No, we don't. But one time, I've our fitness boss, and it's not our current fitness boss, but we played round one in Brisbane and we trained in the altitude room at the club and we had buckets of water being poured on our footballs to make them slippery. <laughs> mm. And it had no carryover effect at all. Didn't uh, do you do you agree that Sharon's uh, easy to kick after the bean kicked in? Absolutely. Yes. The that's, leather is that softer. is a true theory. That's a okay. so you get some balls that we play with that literally they get them out. I think they're Two supposed to be, they're supposed to be split evenly between the teams to be kicked in pre-game, but some clubs don't mm. do that. They just use their footies. You get right. some balls at the start that are like misshaped, odd size, really really pointy, can only go forty meters. They're, they're better off giving you the footballs 24 hours out from the game and then bringing them back for game day. So it gives you a mm. day and a half to kick them in. Because, yeah, you do. You get some mm. balls that are perfect and then you get some balls that are borderline flat that you can just – they're like little mm. spears. Yeah, so you never want to admit it when you're kicking your footy and it actually hurts your foot. you got to be cool around your mates and say, no, that was fine. But really, you're all like, geez, that hurt. Like, yeah, you got to, you've got to bruise <laughs> it. Them, yeah, they, yes, um, they were saying uh, Sh- Sharon recommends that the footballs are kicked in. That's their official advice. Mm. Should be mandatory. Absolutely. 
soften the leather a little bit. Now, just before we wind this up, Scotty, if you do get a little cuddly, snuggly moment with your man, Chris Mayne, can you just, can you, he still hates me from about, as, from an article I didn't write about six years ago. It was Johnny Ralph who wrote what the story. Every time he sees <laughs> me, he still grieves me up and that. You just need to tell him, say, Mayne, it wasn't Clarky. He loves you. He's always been a big fan of you. It wasn't him, so he's still, he's still I'll, a little I'll bit. I'll pass it on and I'll, um, I'll throw Ralphie under the yeah, bus. Yeah, <laughs> Good. I didn't, I didn't write it, and I really, I just want to have this chat with Manny at some point. Please, Sounds yeah. a bit self-indulgent. Hey, because oh, I, I see him and I like, I give him the big smile and I just wait for the greasy back, and I get it every he's time. He's the nicest <laughs> guy on the planet. Imagine having Manny it's not like, like it. Jeez. It wasn't me, Chris. It wasn't me. Anyway, Scotty, <laughs> good luck. Um, against the Cats on Thursday night, mate. Hopefully you cop some nice soft balls as opposed to the real hard pointy ones and that schnoz of yours. Yeah, fix that. Um, he's, on, he, he's on the men soon. So that, that Thanks, mate. Good, mate. It's sort of bent. It's yeah. always bent at the best of times. It now it's rough. particularly... It's a bit sore. Oh, it's well. all right. Coco, great to talk to you as always, mate. Try and get on that bike and take it for a ride before we uh, speak to you next <laughs> week, can you? for a big one. All right. Hey, thanks so much for putting out with us this week. Once again on the Jock and Juno Show, we'll catch you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.